And we're back again, the Strong Dads podcast. Boys, how are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Very, very good. Thank you. You both, <laughs> I see you both sitting there grinning now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this might backfire depending on the order we put the, the podcast out in. So these boys are sitting there after going, nobody ever asks you, Andy, how you're doing, anything like that. We both sat there and gone, we're not going to ask you. And now this joke may or may not be funny to anybody, depending on what order we put the podcast in, because we're kind of recording them ahead of time. You might sit as they're now laughing, or what the hell are they laughing at? It's funny to me and Neil, it's fine. <laughs> Does anyone find us funny anyway? So, hey, what, the point. Where is it? One of the, uh, some of the feedback we had the other day, um, it was almost a little bit of a shit sandwich with the first line said, although none of the guys are going to be on Luffle Island anytime soon. Like, I hope that's because we've all got, like, we're all married, like, got a missus and a kid, and not because we're all, like, ugly bastards. Um, but then uh, the last line of it is, uh, it's nice to hear PTs as rounded real people and even quite funny at times. So they Take it. I'll us, take that. Some of the jokes that we uh, <laughs> come out with are obviously quite funny at times, but... I think they're probably mine and not your jokes, boys. So, yeah, probably, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I'm getting some good reviews, so yeah, that's nice. It's, it's good to know that we're not just talking rubbish and uh, yeah. sort of talking to ourselves. There's actually people out there listening to us. That, that is one of the things you always wonder about a podcast, isn't it? You know, you, you, you record it, put it out there, and you sort of wonder if, like, are, are people actually listening to this? Hello, <laughs> yeah. hello. Tell you what, I've realised that the other day is like, I kind of set a little goal now. I'd love us to go on there. Uh, you know, when you go on like the like the health and fitness page, if you like, on the on podcasts, on the Apple Podcasts, and it comes up with like new and noteworthy or something like that. It's like a little goal now. I'd love to see ours go up there. Now, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I fully said that and watch the listeners after this just go. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are one of the three listeners, please write a review, rate us, and share. <laughs> yeah, I keep changing. I'm going to go to my mum and dad's later and get their phones and just go on. Uh, they've never been on a podcast or anything before and just really start reviewing our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did that with my dad's phone. He has no idea. He's like, what's this thing keep popping up on my phone every week? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, dad. I don't know. Is that you? Is that <laughs> you, you, you mates are phoning them up every week? <laughs> yeah, podcast and start playing. He had no idea what a podcast was. I was like, Dad, I did it, do this podcast where you rate it. He's like, What's a podcast? I was like, A bit like a radio. And he's like, What? You're on radio? I was like, Ah, oh, just just listen. <laughs> and then his response was on WhatsApp, uh, Yeah, I'll give it a watch. It's <laughs> like, No, you don't watch it. <laughs> Mate, the worrying thing is, it's like, that's that's you one day. I know. Is, I, like, our kids, as little as they are now, are one day going to be treating us like that and saying stuff yeah, like God. that to their mates yeah. about us. Can't believe my dad's not done a TikTok video or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are the uh, little ones? Anyway, we've, like you say, because we've had guests on quite a few re- times recently, we've not really had a bit of a catch-up about how, uh, how things are in sort of like dad life and that. Yeah, all right, it's feral and stuff. So, how's uh, how's the homeschooling going with him? Do you, do you have to, no, the three year old. No, he, he's still at nursery. So, 
It's not a... They do, do like... Um, we've got like some cards and stuff that we've, we've bought off the websites and, um, you know, trying to like teach him letters and numbers and stuff and match stuff up, colours and all that. But And just trying to keep him active, doing a few little like, say, in, in commas, training sessions, but it's more just like trying to burn some energy off him. Hey, you took him up. Uh, where did you take him on the weekend in the snow? What was that? Uh, call? That was it. And you had that snake frozen thing. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, we got up there and he goes, Daddy, there's a snake. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> about eight inches deep in snow. And then, yeah, turn around. There's like a big red snake on the floor. And I was like, wow. okay. He goes, can we have it? No, no car. <laughs> <laughs> play with it but put it back when we leave <laughs> but that was epic to be fair you know like going up there in that in that weather class I was well well, yeah. well proud of him was he knackered after it did it actually do the job or was he just like energizer bunny yeah he's, he's a bit like the dog he's either like hyperactive or asleep there's no like downtime <laughs> unless Unless you sort of stick a YouTube in front of him and he's like engaged in a little bit, <laughs> or just like kept in one space for for longer than a couple of minutes. Yeah, we're at the point with Elizabeth where she's like she can definitely stand up and definitely walk, but refuses to do so. <laughs> and I'm like, right. So like, I was yesterday. She has like this little pram. So I was like, uh, right, I want to try and uh, get your hands off this pram. So I was like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And she actually stood there for about five seconds doing it. And then it ticked in her head what I was doing. She just sat down on the floor, looked at me. I was like, <laughs> ah, you knew what I were doing, didn't you? <laughs> I'm not falling for this trap. Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, any advice on how to get kids to walk? Uh, text in on whatever we do on podcasts. They'll let me know. <laughs> Surely the uh, sort of things like don't let them walk. It's like at least you can give a bit more control over them. Uh, I know I keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe I'm doing it. As soon as soon as he got upright, that was it. Like anything on a on a table, like you know, coffees, whatever on the side. Like everything gets pushed back. You ever play that drinking game where? You, you, the pint has to be like further yeah, away. Yeah, you've got to have yeah, yeah. out of the table, haven't you? <laughs> it's literally like a, a parent version of that. Like everything has to be in the middle of the table or whatever. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, put locks on all the cupboards and all the drawers. She, let's say we're at the stage now, it's like she can, she'll stand up, she'll walk with a walk and things like that. And she, a bit like you were saying, nearly, she can stand for like a few seconds without holding on. But it's not that she like she probably can't go, like she'll walk around with just holding like one hand or whatever now. But she's probably not stable enough to like do it on her own. But everything in the house is now having to get higher and higher. We just realised she's like grown a little bit more, so she can now reach like the next shelf up on some of the units and things like that. So some of the stuff you'd moved and you thought right, it's safe there now. She can uh, she can grab it and and uh, pull it off and things like that. So it is like, fascinating, like. It's like problem solving because they're obviously like, well, that's there. I want it. I can't reach it. Now what do I do? Yeah. And, and that's where you finally start climbing, you know, pulling chairs over so they can get up. It's like mad. Like I, show, I showed you that video when 
Fred gets up on the side and he's used yeah. like dishwasher to climb. Yeah. <laughs> I said we, we we bought Lila. So some mates of ours, um, when we went to stay with them in Guernsey, whenever it was not last year, 20, 2019, it must have been some of their little lad was sort of just over one then and starting to walk. And they've got like a little sponge like armchair. It's like in a uh, a case. So that he like sits in it and it prompts him to like kind of push his hands down on the arms to stand up and then walk. So we bought one for Lila. We've got like 20 quid off eBay. So like she loved it Friday night, right Friday evening it arrived. Um, so we put her in it when we picked her up from nursery and she loved it. She's like proper, looks like a teenager. So already like sat back lounging in it, watching the TV, <laughs> like the milk in hand. <laughs> and by Saturday morning, she was using it to like climb out the back of it and climb onto the, the sofa and onto the chair and things like that. And then we, we have to like hide the remotes for the TV on like the, the back of the sofa so she can't reach it. So she's now worked out. She can climb on that uh, the back of that chair onto the sofa and then has worked out where we hide the remotes and starts grabbing the remotes and changing channel and Sky Plus in all sorts and things like that without knowing so it's like a game of mario for a minute they're just like <laughs> uh, jump on this to jump to this and then <laughs> uh, so like jones was saying then about youtube kind of brings us on what to our topic for today so social media and i guess like screen time is probably going to be the like stuff we decided we'd, we'd have a bit of a chat about so there's been a few things doing the rounds recently obviously social media is a bit of a battleground at the minute with everything going on in the world and that. And so, um, you know, we figured we'd probably have a bit of a chat about it in terms of our, our thoughts on where mm-hmm. social media sits, how we deal with, because obviously we spend a lot of time on phones and screens at the minute with work and dealing with clients and messaging clients and all that stuff, how, you know, what boundaries we have, whether we get them right, wrong. <laughs> I know I'm going to hold my hands up and say, I am very guilty for spending a lot of time on my phone. Um, and then I guess some of our concerns, like how how we feel like it's going to affect kids and th- our kids and that in the, in the future and what we want from it from there. So um, I think we said before we're trying to split into three bits, weren't we? So kind of those three bits of kind of social media at the minute, how, how I guess we deal with it and things like that, what our, our take on it, and then kind of what we uh, how it's affecting our kids and things already. Because I know already lila comes in and starts like grunting and pointing at the tv because she wants the tv on which is i certainly feels a bit of a worrying sign for the future with phones and social media and all sorts and that so how's that sound to you guys yeah let's get stuck in yeah let's go for it where so, do you want to start say <laughs> <laughs> that and we both look at jones waiting for him to start. Go. he's gonna he's bubbling he's bubbling he's gonna say something Slow burner today. Slow burner. I think it is though, like with social media, is I think I wrote on a post, you don't have to have it. Like, you're not the uncool guy in your group if you don't have it. Like, it's okay not to have it if you don't want it. And I think everyone has this slight expectation to say, I must have the next social media. I mean, but on the plus side, like, if you use it correctly, like I, I love like I, I keep in touch with you guys and seeing what you guys are up to. Like we just had a conversation about Jonesy going up uh, for that walk. I wouldn't have known about that if we didn't put it on social media. So it's good to see the good stuff, isn't it? But I guess it's a. You... On that point, there, I think that's that's it, though, isn't it? It's like it's always the good stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who is what? I don't think it's a true a true reflection of life. But just before we go down that, because I, I agree with you there, but do you like so when did fate was about two thousand and five ish? Like Facebook first came out. It's kind of like probably the something like that, yeah. It was like MySpace and things like that. Because I, I I was at uni when Facebook came out and I remember one of uh one of my mates came back and said, like, Oh, you're on Facebook and I went, You what? And then they told me about it and it was all about like networks, wasn't it? So like you went on it and you put in like which school you went to and then it showed you like all the people who went to your school that you might know. And it was just like a way of keeping in contact with your mates who were at uni. And like, you know, there was none of this sharing videos or any of that stuff. It was literally, you'd uploaded photos and you put on like your status, which was like what, what you were thinking at the time or whatever like that, wasn't it? You'd go on it like, <laughs> Facebook could go like, what's on your mind? And then like, there's none of this all like sharing, you know, you just put pictures of what you were doing recently and update kind of like say what you, what you were thinking about, what you were doing. It was just a way of keeping in touch with your mates, but that's like everything. It evolves and it grows, doesn't it? And it's now like you said, Jones, where it's like people sharing highlight reels marketers have massively ruined it because everything's now about selling products through it and, and things as well. It, it's kind of, you know, grown into this like big like monster, if you like. Mm. But I think you said before, it's like, if it's, if it's, if it's used in the right way and the person holding said phone, iPad, whatever it may be, has the right mindset around it, then, you know, I, I you know, it can do a lot of, love help because I think, that's one of the reasons, well, that's the main reason why we've got accounts within that personal training accounts because we want to be able to interact with more people, help more people, you know, and whether that gets lost in the multitude of other stuff that's out there, who knows whether it helps one person, fantastic. But, you know, it's just another, another way for us to engage with more people. It does. But so I, I think there's two ways of looking at them. But when you say you're right in saying it's it's the way it's used, but it's the way it's used by I say by the users, but by the people putting out content and by the people absorbing content. Because like you said, you'll get people who put out content to I guess like big themselves up, make, make themselves feel better, make their lives look more than what it is or whatever and try and project that image to other people. There's people who put out, like there was that one that kicked off the other week about, um, who was it, this um, like reality TV girl who was put, like selling ketone drinks and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that that boots off every now and then. There's people doing things like that, like kind of scamming you. And we spoke about it last night, how many like DMs you get off uh random people going like uh, I help uh, fit pros develop six figure incomes in two weeks or whatever and things like that and it's like no you don't you just want to scam my money off me um, <laughs> but it's so it's like say people putting out content and how if they use it I guess ethically or, or not but then it's also how people consume it whether you know you can go on it and go like right well I just want to follow people who I know and trust that put out good information that are qualified and put out stuff that makes me feel good and helps me become more informed. But there's also people that go out there with kind of that intent, but actually follow scam artists, you know, people who are putting out stuff to push their agenda and, and whatever that may be, like we're seeing with 
a lot of the, I guess, like anti-vax conspiracy theorists, all that kind of stuff at the minute, you know, people, it's easy to consume that stuff. And then, you know, you you could argue that you've been, you're using social media in a negative way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think just going into our industry and where we've come from, we come from kind of a different time, but I think what really riles me up now is new trainers coming into the industry think that their prime success and their value is by having an amazing Instagram account. Like I've spoke to newer trainers who are coming into the industry and I know now's a little bit different with gyms being closed, but all they actually want, they don't want to be a personal trainer to help people. They don't want to be a personal trainer to whether they enjoy it or not. They want to be a personal trainer for Instagram fame. And that's where it's come now because obviously trainers, like we said, we have these accounts on social media to interact and help people like genuinely, like you can see from your, you guys account, it's a genuine helping of people and advice. But with that, I don't know how many personal trainers are on social media, but it's that fight to stand out, isn't it? And like, Oh, look at me and buy from me. Cause it's now this massive contest. So they portray things of their personality, what they probably didn't want to originally. So it's like, you know, I've got my T-shirt off or I'm taking a picture of my ass or like, <laughs> it, it, it literally is that, isn't it? And hey, like, no, that no, is I, what I, they're I, doing. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> That's right. what it is. Let's just, let's just rewind a little bit. Because I think you said something then and that, me and Rivers fed George, you just hit the desk. Mate, yeah, I, go on. I, mine wasn't. Mine was laughing at your reaction to that. I was waiting for it to uh, come, but your reaction, just in your face, explode. So, so anybody who, who does actually follow Adam Neil on social media, <laughs> you'll so, probably see... Adam Neil underscore coaching, if anybody. You can link it. It's, uh, link if you it. see it and like me and uh, follow. <laughs> probably see you get it. some good content. Very good content. There's also a hell of a lot of flesh on it. I think it's about 20 to, to 8. So I will, right, I'll, I'll give you a little insight into this. So I'll go into this because it's quite funny. So obviously I never really had a um, personal training account or anything. It was always personal. And obviously going on there, it was more of a, there we go, just, just froze a little bit then for me. Didn't come through then. No, we got you yeah. again. You good? Yeah, yeah, just come through. So, a little insight into obviously personal training, personal training. I was like, I'll throw different. Oh, it's uh, the oh. internet's not liking him, like uh, digging himself out of a hole there. And I was looking forward to this explanation as well. So, anyway, while we're on there, so it's uh, basically nearly posts a lot of pictures of either, it's one of three, isn't it, really? It's either him and Elizabeth. Yeah. Him with like gun show flexing and everything Left like side only yeah and him with uh without a top on mm. and uh yeah so that, that, that's why jones was like face absolutely exploded into laughter when uh nearly said about people taking pictures with the tops off but to be fair oh mate you've really annoyed him he's gone now hasn't he <laughs> <laughs> you hit the old red button on the ejector ejector <laughs> Gone. No, but and I know we like taking the piss a bit there, but at least he backs it up with content in what hey, he's doing. Whereas you see a lot of it, 
especially in this industry, a lot of it is six packs and big asses. And, and that's how fitness is, seems to be defined. So we, like, we had a chat about this last night in terms of like girls particularly, but blokes as well on Instagram. Oh, uh, mate, don't, he's back again. Don't, don't worry. We defended you then and explained. <laughs> so you can just like, what happened then? chill out and that. I protested and went off the call. <laughs> Jones had like pissed you off that much. He's like ended. He's gone. He's gone. Um, but it, I think I was saying when I uh, nearly carry on then what I'll carry it's on. Ama- it's amazing how much more engagement you can get from a from a top off than you can from a good post. Well, like well, it's funny enough, that's kind of what we were talking about then and what we've gone on to. So we said about like well, girls and lads, but like girls particularly when you see videos of them doing workouts and it's just like the camera's position to just show their show their backsides. And it's not like it's a just you know, it's a good angle to show the technique of that exercise and it just happens to get their ass in it's just position to show their ass because it will get attention and so it's really the same with lads with the with the tops off but in your defense because what you were saying before we we while you were sorting out your technical issues we sort of I'll said back to this categorize your three uh <laughs> your three types of posts on social media or pictures on social media it's either you and elizabeth flexing the uh, guns or tops off and um, so uh, but what we'll give you is the fact like Jones just said then is you put out quality content which is which is good in terms of like the written content or the workouts whatever is good stuff but you accept the fact that you need to do you know Instagram particularly is very visual it's about putting something on there that's going to stop somebody scrolling through so you at times you need something like that to uh, to get people to stop and, and at least pause whether it's a, like I go through a phase at the minute where sticking my head on people's pictures and things like that, like the Bernie Sanders meme and things like that recently. That's that, by the way. How good are those things? Bernie Sanders things. Like, <laughs> it is, but it's posting something like that that gets people to stop and at least look and, you know, give them a chance of reading the, the good content out there. Because if not, it's just going to get engulfed by the kind of like, tits and ass and six packs and everything like that that's all over um it's like infotainment isn't it you got to be some sort of entertained by by social media along the lines you do and i, th- I think we i like to think we approach it there's something i do is that i'm not massively afraid to laugh at myself so like last summer when we like got away for a weekend and uh went for a dip in the sea and me budgie smugglers and things like that and posted a picture of that it's like i'm not a six pack and abs and things like that. But because I get hammered for having a long neck and being a giraffe, most of the picture of me, uh, giraffe budgie smugglers. Um, Cause I'm, like say I'm not asked about having a laugh at myself on social media. And I think like, if you're not asked by that and you're, you're happy to do that, it gives you a chance of, if you're putting out like solid content that isn't, I say like kind of sexy in terms of like, it's not sensationalist in terms of telling people they've got to avoid certain foods or they've, you know, if they eat these foods, they're going to die in the next three days or whatever. You know, if you're not putting stuff out like that, um, certainly in our field, you know, you're going to get swallowed up unless you're able to kind of laugh at yourself or put out something that stops people from scrolling. Mm. Where, where do you stand on you know, people like James Smith who, who call people's bullshit out? Do you want to go first, Neely, or do you want, do you want me to go? Um, 
I I like I like James Smith, and I think it the language he uses speaks to me. Um, but I think well, trainers point and go, haha, he's really good. I don't I don't know this, but is he helping that many people, or is he just getting other trainers to go to his academy? I don't know. Like I don't know where to stand on it, but yeah, I think it's you know. Just, you know I've not seen it for a while, but I remember once he posted like the numbers of people he had doing like the free trial <laughs> and the numbers of people he had doing his like actual paid um, mm. like, academy and things like that. And it was massive. Like I, I, I like, like kind of like you said, Neil, like, I really like him. I think he's somebody the fitness industry needs to an extent because he isn't afraid to call people to see you next Tuesday or whatever, who with some of their content kind of deserves it. But I'm not sure that's the right way to go. Certainly with some of the ways he's, he's done things on social media and some of the, the people who've borne the brunt of it and things like that, I'm not sure the way that's the way to go and do it. But like we've just spoken about, that's his way of stopping people from scrolling. That's his way of like getting getting noticed and getting it out. Then if you listen to like his podcast or if you read his books or his other content, it's very much like, this is the social media James Smith is like calling people, you know, names or whatever, swearing a lot, being loud and kind of like, I guess, brash, whatever you want to call it, like coming across as arrogant. He does that to stop people to kind of, I guess, knock people off the fence and it'll either be they'll stop following him or they'll start, they'll sign up to his emails or they'll go to listen to the podcasts or they'll go to his academy or wherever. And then once they're there, he can go, right, this is actually how, you know, this is how, fat loss works this is this is a lot calmer in his tone of things like that so yeah i like it i i have a massive not a massive problem but i i think you've got to be I, don't, I think you can go about things without being like a bit of a twat to people and things like that like like last was it last week whenever when was that that one james haskell put one out a video the other week didn't he and yeah, like yeah. defending himself for sort of because people obviously had to go because he's sponsored by grenade and was saying about keeping gyms open but then he also did a video like promoting mcdonald's or something like that i got i don't know exactly what it was i'm not seeing it but exactly that well is that what it was <laughs> so basically like the video he put out that went massive was like defending himself and that wasn't it but after that he like he, he justified it by saying like, look you can be healthy you can train and exercise look after your health eat you know, a healthy diet and still enjoy the odd McDonald's and things like that, which he's right in what he was saying. But then some of the stuff he said at the beginning of it, where he's like saying to somebody like, you know, oh, you know, you look like a minibus with a face because you're, you're that fat and stuff like that. It's like, you don't need to say that. You're just saying that stuff in a rant to get people to like, I guess, laugh and things like that. But you, you, you can do it without being harsh to people, without being kind of like fat. But he did, it. Whatever you want. he did another one after, didn't he? Because he was, he had to do another one because people were calling him out for saying, "Could you look like a, a minivan with a face on?" I think it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And he's like, "But I wasn't pointing. I wasn't saying like, right, Adam, you look like a minivan with a face <laughs> on." He was just generalising. Mm. And it's nearly more like a monster truck with a face on things that like he's like properly. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not a. <laughs> but yeah and it, and it's like rule number one like when we started training people if you wanted to help someone you're not going to offend them are you 
Well, that's it. It's like, that's yeah, it. love, look at you there. You're, you're a minibus with a face. You need to lose weight. They're not going to train with you. So you're not going to help them. So using that type of language is just... Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, so I, I, again, the, one of the other ones we've seen a lot of at the minute, particularly because of all the, uh, I guess, all the numbers and all the stats out there, whatever you want to call them to do with like coronavirus and the deaths that have come with that is people going like, oh, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you're overweight, you're obese, whatever, you're unhealthy and things like that. And it's like, you can't make that, that judgment just off the way somebody looks. And that was what he was doing in that, in that video, but he doing it, he had like, I really believe he had good intentions at heart when he was saying stuff about getting people to follow more of a middle ground and that they can eat healthy, they can train hard and stuff like that and still be able to enjoy McDonald's. You don't need to go to extremes. It's just the way people go about it. Now with social media, you, you have to, I guess, to get likes, interaction, people following, you have to do something that's quite extreme, if you like it. You know, and that can then, is then you've got to ask yourself, is the, is the negatives of that outweighing the positives of what you're trying to do? What do you guys think of like the effect on your mood or the influence from it? Like how do you manage it or what do you do? Do you unfollow people? Do you unfollow? Do you, you know, sorry, like unfollow or whatever. Do you have certain amounts of time you spend on there? Like how do you guys do it? Genuinely, like I don't, you know, like some people go, oh, I don't agree with it. Oh, Rimmer's walked off. You know, like, it's gone. Like, um, <laughs> when, you, when you say it, like, I'm pretty, like, chilled with it. I don't get, like, easily offended or, you know, somebody puts something up that I don't agree with. That surprises me with the rants that you go on on here. <laughs> True. But I, I believe in, in what, I, what I do. But it, it's more like, you know, when you see, it's annoying when you see, like, like Neely was saying, I think we were, we were joking the other day when there was a, a PT with no kids saying you have to get like eight hours kip or whatever. <laughs> like, it, it, you can have like a bit, of a bit of a laugh, but it's not like, it's not like then, right. Oh my God, I'm going to have to unfollow that person because I'm offended because they've said that it's like, well, they just don't, have, <laughs> don't, don't really understand, but that's fine. They will when they have kids and it, it yeah. And it's just like, yeah, nothing, Sort of particularly offends me on there and it's not like anything I'm not like oh my god so and so's doing this so you know when you get people like get into it and they're going oh so and so's over here or so and so's bought that or so and so's doing this it's not like gossip girl and like texting your mates going oh my god it's just like oh, fine but as, as long as the, the content that I'm putting out is honest accurate genuine and helps people that's literally it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that in terms of what, I guess for me, what I'm putting out. But in terms of like a user, I've certainly the last, I don't know how many months, like probably the longer these lockdowns and things that I've dragged on, I've gone the other way and had a bit of like a cull of people that I'm following. Um, so I, I used to, I guess I followed like a lot of people from different backgrounds. And then the, the way the last year has gone, I get think, feel like people have, I guess, shown some more of their true colours, if you want to call it that. Like, there's a lot of people put out, like, for what about some, like, conspiracy theories, misinformation, stuff like that. And I, I'm, i I guess, the opposite to you. I, because I I like info and things like that, kind of science-based stuff, I liked stuff to be accurate. And 
I like to make sure my posts are posting stuff that's kind of, I say evidence-based, not that I'm kind of like massively, I can massively call myself probably, I, I, you know, I piggyback people who I know and trust that are kind of like basing the stuff that they do on science and then I'll learn off them and get pointed in the right direction. So because I like my stuff to be put like that, if people aren't doing that, they're posting stuff where they're manipulating figures or their take on it is wildly off-field, it annoys me. So I've noticed a few times over the past years, I've been going down kind of like rabbit holes and things with with stuff like that. And suddenly, you know, half an hour has gone where I've been scrolling, reading articles and things like that. You know, that's, you know, I just didn't know no need to do so i've just unfollowed people and things like that and just go like i don't need to get into like i've had to hold myself back from arguing in the comment section with a few people and stuff um let yourself go mate just let it go you say you can't hold on to that stuff mate just let it go but that'll entertain you because you go straight to the comment section with your popcorn (laughs) watching but for me like personally again you know this is one of the things we said we're going to talk about too probably links into well that's as a user that then, like, say, starts to niggle at me and then, put, I guess, puts me in a bad mood or whatever, which then is going to impact Luce. It's going to impact Lila because patience things like that. Okay, but why, with why would it put you in a bad mood, though? Because, I, so the, for me at the minute, the world's, like, social media particularly is a massive argument at the minute. There's, you know, there's people from, you know, everything seems to be, like, uh, binary, where, you know, people are arguing from points where I consider myself probably pretty down the middle with a lot of things. So like everyone at the minute um, is almost like pro lockdown, anti lockdown or whatever, things like that. And it's like, well, actually you can't, you can't like say for either because people like the way around the way, people are probably going to die on either side of it, whatever, if they went completely like away from lockdowns, you know, the, the virus is probably going to go wild and people will probably like a load of people will die from that anyway. But then if you went the other way and obviously like locking down everything completely as you are, you know, you, people are showing stats that's, you know, kind of suicides, mental health issues, people are missing cancer, all that kind of things is going to go. So people are going to die the other way. You, you can't win either way, but people will argue that their way is the best way. And so for me, that, that grabs me, particularly if people start manipulating figures, if people start like, I guess like not listening to the other side of the, the argument, things like that. And, you know, it may it puts it like puts me in a bad mood. I'm not saying like this is right because it's not. It should you know I shouldn't let it affect me. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? With a lot of things like that. Yeah. Because um, you're very passionate about what you do. So when you see like things I know about you, Rimmer, is you, you enjoy your nutrition and the science behind it, and you want to help people. So if you see someone manipulating nutritional facts who's not helping people, that'll, that'll rightly up. I get that, yeah. The way the world is at the minute, that, like I said, that mentality, things, that goes to, I guess, like the, the political side of things and whatever else you want to call it, things that I'm not going to go into that because like that's for another day and, and things like that. But like you say, when you read that stuff and it's easy to read stuff that you don't agree with and get sort of riled up by it. And there's, there's a point of like, I try and see it from other people's point of view, but then there's a point where it goes past that and you go, actually, I can't see it from that point of view because it, it's so opposed to what I believe in or what I, you know, what I know to be right from kind of the, the, the facts and, and, and things like that. So like, you know, you see a lot of stuff from low carb as pushing kind of low carb, like I guess that like low carb agenda from the studies. It's like when I know there are 
hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know, studies that show that you don't need to do that. You know, that you can lose weight without going low carb. You can look after your blood sugar without going low carb. Yet you'll see low carb as shooting it down and denying it um, for, for, for no reason. I, I, you know, I get annoyed by that because people can't say that actually, yeah, a low carb diet can be very good and can be very useful but if you've got somebody who can't stick to it, it's no good for them. So telling them that they need to control their insulin and like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I'll play a bit of devil's advocate here with that. All right. And obviously that's just nearly managed to trigger you a little bit then. <laughs> I feel like this is getting into a bit of a game about who can rile rim the house there. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just interested because I, because like nearly said, I know how passionate you are and I know like honest and, and, science-based facts and stuff you are with stuff but it's like people always people are always going to argue the toss oh, yeah but you're saying like you see something that you don't agree with so you don't follow it because it pisses you off yeah but people are just gonna people will be on one side of the fence or the other you know as long as you're putting out the content that you are which is class it's really sort of quite funny sometimes it's like honest. It's genuine. It's very, you know, massively helpful. <laughs> so why why aren't you just content about putting that out instead of sort of going like being distracted okay. with with people's other views? Because, well, I'd argue that that's what I am doing by not because I'm effectively, I guess, in some ways, trying to like blink myself. I like. I like to follow certain people who have alternative views to me for, I guess, for like educational purposes and things like that, because I think you can learn off some of them. But when you've got people who are kind of, I say pretty radical, if you want to call it that or whatever, like you just, like if it starts to become negative and then it's like the only thing you can control, if you like, is go, right, well, I don't need to see that. So let's, let's get rid of it. So like I, I look at it and some, so I'm not, I, I'd go with you on this and say it's like people have digital detoxes or whatever, where they'll come off social media for how long they'll put the phones away or whatever. These people going back and buying like Nokia 3210s again now, aren't they? Because you can't get all the apps on it and things like that. Snake was sick though. Yeah, you just use it. Mate, I, honestly, I could probably spend more hours if I got a Nokia 3210 <laughs> snake. Um, but people are going back to that because it's very easy when you've got your phone on the side there to suddenly go, I'm just going to check Sky Sports or something like that. And then suddenly half an hour later, you've been through Sky Sports, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like whatever else. Um, It's the same thing as saying to somebody, why can't you just put your phone down and go away from it? It's, you know, I guess part of it's like human nature. It's like saying to somebody, you know, one of your clients, what do you eat the cake for? Why don't you just put the cake away? And they go, but I know it's there. It's It's the same type of thing. But as if you're limiting your exposure to it, you're doing something you keep, like positive for yourself to keep, I guess, what the content you're consuming to be to have a positive impact on you. Yeah, unless it was something like massively offensive or whatever, you know, racist or whatever. Yeah, first time they go block or get rid of or report or whatever it is. If it's like somebody having a go about, I don't know low carb or, or whatever, you know, keto or something like that. A few times you might go, all right, let's have a read of the thread and things. Like that. So, so I, I couldn't be like Elaine Norton, for example, who puts out a load of good content, but spends most of his time on Twitter or whatever, arguing 
with people about like kind of like keto or veganism or things like that and showing them studies that where you know that they're they're wrong if you like and things like that or they, where they don't need to be as, as radical they need to be more open-minded about it or whatever um now i'll read that because i'll learn off it because you can see both sides of the conversation things like that but then if i had somebody who was doing that somebody are putting out bad info and they what like i just like look I either don't need to see that if you've been persevering it or I will call it out. And then if you're just being a bit of a knob with it, then I'll, I'll, I'll beat you or whatever. Um, but it depends on if it's having a negative impact on me or not, whether I can take something positive from it. Yeah. It's like the, um, with great power comes great responsibility, isn't it? You've got this power in your hand to consume as much as you want or not. And you got to have these certain habits around it or check yourself. Same thing with nutrition. You know, I know if I'm going to have a load of chocolate in the house, it's going to get eaten. I know if I've got a load of notif- notifications popping up on my phone, I'm going to keep reading or I'm going to see stuff, you know, and I'm going to go into the wormhole. So if you, you know, you've got social media, you got to have these kind of practices around it to control what you can consume in. You've got, like, like we said, you've got boundaries in every area of your life. Aren't you? you wouldn't hang around with somebody you know, if one of your mates was having a go at you all the time, it was doing your head in, eventually you'd stop hanging around with them. Like, it's, it's a similar type of thing with social media. People will like follow, like, you know, I guess like some people, are, I guess, feeling negative at the minute because all these Love Island crowd have been in Dubai or whatever, living it up because they've been on like essential work trips out there, haven't they? And it's like, you could post <laughs> content without being like, the sun in, in your bikini or something like that. But, but you like, can't get the right pictures though, can you? Well, no, you can't get the right tan. There's nothing like that Dubai tan. Like New Brighton Beach or something and be like, yay, bikini weather. Mate, that's the only thing that's like knocking Neely's down is the fact he doesn't have a tan in any of Oh, mate. I could have 100,000 followers, mate. He just needed a tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, was on, we was on about this before, weren't we? The... Um, the bias you you know if you look at someone's probably who they follow and what they share there's a bias there isn't it to the um what you follow and what you like or the studies that suit you you know and i think what people share like we was on a, before we come on we was talking about a podcast yesterday which didn't kind of went against the the vegan argument and had science against it and i could have easily got bought into that and said, share this to everyone because I'm an omnivore. And it's like, this science, like you say, both sides, but that fit my bias of probably my belief, you know, and I could have shared that everywhere and it could have upset a lot of vegans or I could have upset people who are into the environment. And it's just this constant, um, I don't know, people sharing of their opinions, isn't it? And that's what social media is. It is. And that's the thing with, you know, I guess like with Trump being booted off Twitter and that recently, things like that. People are like, it's free, it's free, free speech and everything. Oh, they're censoring and things like that. It's, like, right. oh, it's a private uh, company that own it and things like yeah. that. Like, if he phoned up any news company or whatever, TV company in the world, they'd be there straight away. Like if they booted me or you off Twitter, then it's like, who are we going to talk to? Like, you know, next door neighbour or something like that. Nobody's going to come and listen. <laughs> like, it's, like, but... You know, like, like you say, Neil, it's, it's easy. I, I feel for us as, I guess, like people who put out content and things like that more so than people who use social media just for like 
I guess keeping up with friends or seeing what's happening in the world or you know I guess not for not for business is we have a we, I guess we have a duty I feel like a duty of care to people so you've got to, for me put out good information you've got to be aware like you said of your own biases and put these out because I've had people come to me going like oh you're anti-vegan things like that. And it's like I'm not if somebody wanted to go vegan or whatever I, it's not for me I'll hold my hands up and say it's not for me but I wouldn't promote it from a health standpoint because I think there's you know, there's healthier ways that have got, like, you know, solid science and things and that bit behind them. You can 100% go and do a vegan diet if you wanted to do it and be um, be healthy with it, but you need to be aware of X, X, Y, and Z. But I'm not going to, I've got to be, I feel now I have to be aware not to come across as bashing it. And the same with like low carb and things like that. Like, I, I guess I, I probably like being flexible with your diet and things like that, which I, isn't just kind of like, you know, people choose to believe that's like shoehorning cake or ice cream or beers or whatever into your diet, which part of it is for me being flexible is allowing yourself to have those foods at times, but it's also being flexible in the actual approach you take. So sometimes you might go right. And, you know, at the minute I'm not doing a lot, an awful lot of training because of lockdown things that are, I'm not in the gym as much. I don't have as access to as much kit. So therefore I don't really have the need for carbs. I'm spending a lot more time being sedentary. So therefore I might lower my carb intake a bit you know i'm um, like personally at the minute me i'm probably following what you'd class as an intermittent fasting protocol because i get up in the morning i'm massively hungry i'm not going out doing stuff so i'll sit down do a bit of work and it'll get to like half 10 11 and then i'll put my breakfast on or something like that and then it kind of condenses the unit, so it stops me eating and then going through the cupboards looking for kit kats and uh <laughs> like that so you know it, it, it i you know i I feel like I have to make that aware in some of my, my posts at times to make people go like, I'm not bashing. If you want to follow a diet plan, go do it. But bear in mind, these are the limitations to it. I wouldn't do it, but there are ways around it to, to do it. You know, the same if you wanted to cut out sugar, fine, go do it. I think it's a, you know, a, a very difficult thing to do long-term, but you, you, know, you go knock yourself out and try it. And think same with low carb, same with, you know, veganism, things like that. The, the perfect acceptable ways to go and do it, but don't then, start saying to people this is the way you must do it everyone must go vegan or everyone must do low carb because it's the healthiest way to control your insulin and prevent diabetes and things like that because it it isn't um, well, Bez said if you have sugar it leads to cocaine heroin heroin i think it was <laughs> heroin, was it heroin? No, it's, yeah it was a heroin right Bez said so though <laughs> like i messaged you this morning when that was something that is like Bez, 100 an expert in class a's but he's not an expert in in, in nutrition i will take his advice when it comes to class a drugs and things like that yeah i've never considered heroin after eating a bar of galaxy ever i can't hey, say that's ever happened mate, I, I wrote my email about it this morning for my uh <laughs> out and it's like subscribe <laughs> actually <laughs> please uh you can get a link to it on my uh, instagram subscribe. Uh, um get more entertaining emails like the one i'm about to tell you about now uh, <laughs> like if sugar was like pure sugar was addictive every time you made a brew you'd be spoonful in spooning mouthfuls of sugar into your mouth you'd have guys in like range rovers with tinted windows and that you know exchanging cash for uh you know, little brown envelopes of cash bit, of a, bit, bit of a stereotype there mate sachets of uh <laughs> sachets of sugar and things like that or people like in bags of Tate and Lyle from uh, <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, they won't just leave the sugar out at the Aldi aisle, would they? <laughs> like, exactly. Not, it'd be one of those cases when it's alarmed and things like that, like the champagne and uh, like top shelf booze and that. But <laughs> so, 
I feel like we've boxed off the first couple of things there. I feel like we're getting on a bit in time as well, so we better keep going, otherwise we're going to be here all day. Um, so where do you guys, I guess on times and things like that with screen time, phones and things like that with kids and, well, with yourselves and spending time with the family and, and the kids and things like that, what do you guys do around that? Because obviously we we have a job that requires a lot of communication with people that's built on relationships. So it spends a lot of time on phone or it's easy to spend a lot of time on phones. What do you guys do with that? Personally, or with kids. I'd say well, personally first, because at the minute, or certainly yeah. me and you nearly, our kids are a bit young. Well, Fred's yeah. a bit young to be... I don't think Fred's got an Instagram account yet, has he, Jones? <laughs> Get him on, it'd be brilliant to just post that. <laughs> I'd love to see Fred's Instagram account. Be but it's one of the things that uh, happened to me, which honestly like broke my heart when I did it, was obviously when I when I had uh, Elizabeth, I was like, right, you know, I don't want to be that dad who's on the phone, who's not present and stuff. And I do loads of work on it. I like I write in my journal and stuff like, no phone time this afternoon. If I pick her up from nursery, and it was just one day a few months ago, picked her up from nursery, uh, and we're in the living room, whatever she's playing around. And I'm, I was just look, probably scrolling on my phone, and she come over and literally just pushed the phone out of my hand, and it was just like this light bulb in my head going, "Oh my god!" Like I don't know how long I was probably sat there ten minutes just scrolling. So after I can make a conscious thing to put the phone away and get it away from me, and I think you know that leads to to her with like you say, iPads and TV and the really good things. And like Jonesy said, it's like the best parent ever in it sometimes, which is yeah, a good tool to use. Nice. Yeah, you just need like, with everything going on at the minute, you know, you're spending 24 hours a day in your house, everything's on Zoom and, and stuff like that. So, you, so you've got some sort of electrical device in, you, in front of you quite often. And sometimes like, you know, Fred's going mad. It's just like, mate, just here just watch this for half an hour I just need to like get this email done or, or just write this program or, or whatever it may be but it, it's it's i think it's more like conversational with him at the minute just like it's not just like something that you do all the time it's like if you're just having a bit of downtime then you know you just want an hour to yourself or whatever half an hour then you can watch a little bit or you know try not to to make it like a regular thing might watch a, a film or two at the weekend and stuff like that. But yeah, they, uh, we haven't really got a sort of, don't have a hard and fast rule for it, to be honest. I think it's just, sometimes it is convenient just to, to keep him quiet for a bit. Sometimes he needs it just to like calm down if he's going a bit mad. And sometimes we say, no, you've had enough. We're going for a walk. And it, it's, it's, there's no, I, I think it's very difficult to have a bit of a sort of hard and fast rule with it. And it's more just take it for what it is at that moment in time. It's hard, isn't it? Because I remember we said, I can't remember, we're like, well, in my head anyway, Luce might tell me I'm wrong about this. But I feel like I remember us saying before, we're not going to be those parents who are like using the, like you said, like the, like the iPad or the, the, the phone or whatever as like a babysitter. And then you do at times. <laughs> so like, Certainly, you boys like we we sometimes do it in the morning. Put Hey Dougie on uh, like on on the phone, just keep Lila quiet for sort of like ten minutes. While it's just like you come round and that in the morning when she's woken up at half six or whatever, and you just got to need another ten minutes or something. And it's like you think, oh, oh, like the world's worst parent, I'm going to get hooked to 
like being on the phone all the time or watching TV all the time and things like that. And you go, you forget at that age, like they just want what they want at the time. And like, they might sit there, like say Lila started coming in, like pointing to the TV and going like, <laughs> wanting the TV on, or if it's not Hey Dougie or something like that, she should grunt at it and telling you what she wants on. Um, and you worry, you go, oh shit, we're, we're going to look with a, t- like a kid who's like a couch potato and won't go outside and play. Cause it's like, you forget that you start catastrophizing things in your head, don't you? And things like that. Well, I mean, like you look at the lifestyle that we live, you know, it is an active lifestyle, sporty and we're interested in in being outside and stuff like that. Like an hour or two on the iPad, isn't it? Is it going to turn into a vegetable? It's like, it's, it's what else you're doing for the rest of that day. You know, and it's just, it's just a conversation with them just saying, this is not, normal this is That's not it. it's not far away like when you know it's only a couple of years difference roughly between like our, our girls and uh and fred yet the age fred is you can you can reason with him a bit more on that now and go like look we're, yeah. like but you, you can you can get to a point where you can go to look we'll watch tv later we're going to go fishing now or we're going to go yeah we're going to go take dexter for a walk or something like that you you get said we can do that and like say we I sort of like to build it up in my head like that, but like Lila, she'll sit there and watch five minutes of Hey Dougie or something like that once it's on and then go off playing. And you go, actually, it's all right. She's not going to just sit there like uh, hypnotized by the TV. And it's like, if, you, if you're doing it all the time, yeah, you're active, you're not spending time outside and you're not involved in a sport or whatever, then yeah, that's that'll have knock on effects because. No doubt when you sat there, you're going to be eating and you're going to be more sedatory and everything like that, which will have potential knock-on effects to your health later in life. But I think, again, I'm, just, I'm quite relaxed with the amount of Freddie watches. If I'm being honest, he probably watches a bit too much at times, but it's just, it is what it is. Like, like I think, yeah. Do you think we watched too much though when we were, I, you know, I think I watched loads of TV, but if yeah. I watched TV, I was watching TV for quite a long time, PlayStation and that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just different generations, isn't it? See, I can't think about it because we, you know, we were probably the first generation, if you like, that had, I say, access to decent computer games. <laughs> but I remember when I was, I don't know what, I was like five or six or something like that. It was like the early, early, like early 90s we're going about like 1990 91 92 when like the game boy started to like make it big and i had a game gear when i was uh when i was a kid and then a mega drive and stuff like that and like don't get me wrong and then like the like the n64 came out and took it to like another level didn't it and, and obviously like the playstation things after that and i remember playing on it loads but i also remember playing like I'm going to kick around playing football with my mates and things like that outside a lot. And I don't, I don't know. I've, I don't remember a lot of my parents. I'm going to go, look, get outside. It's a nice day, clear off type of thing. There's obviously a bit of that at the time, but I can't remember what the split was. Like, like, like you said, Neil, I can feel like I remember watching a lot of TV and playing a lot of computer games or whatever when I was a kid, which is probably now turning into social media and things like that. And YouTube or whatever kids are watching nowadays. Um, but there was also a lot of playing out as well. Like, yeah, they have these like videos on YouTube now of guys playing games and people watch it, don't they? It's mad. Like, I'm like, what? What? E game. 
Yeah. Is it, yeah, you just you see a guy playing a game and you sit there and watch him play a game. I'm like, we used to have our mates and then when he died, you had to go, well, and it was yeah. just like <laughs> 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 All right, it's different, isn't it? I'll say it I, this is gonna sound fun now. So I remember like when the with the Xbox, it was like the first one where you could play like interactively with your mates like over, over right. the or whatever. <laughs> I, that was like coming in as I was, I'm going to say, getting out of playing computer games because like got like I started PT and had a business and things like that. I didn't have the time to uh, put into playing computer games and gaming and things like that. And then moved in with Loose and like, I don't think I've, I've still got the Xbox then. It gets used as a DVD player occasionally now whenever yeah. we have <laughs> like that, but can't remember the last time it ever got used. Um, probably gone about 10 years before it got used as a, since it's been used as an actual like games console uh, must say though the best diet I've ever had was buying Grand Theft Auto what, I can't remember which one it was but I was probably way too young to uh, to be playing it but I, remember, I think it was San Andreas one like literally I bought that and probably yeah. didn't eat for about two days because I was just so engrossed in it you can see why kids now like for me I see computer games now and they're, they're too good like finally turned into my dad going that is too good like give me like a mario or something it's like but it was just i was just so engrossed in the whole thing i forgot to eat drink and sleep <laughs> just like that was it <laughs> i remember there was, um, there was a lad at school and um he was like don't worry he was a wicked football he was like fit lad and things anyway but he'd sneak home at lunchtime to go and play championship manager <laughs> uh, now I could never get into that because you didn't do anything you just like picking the team whatever and the game right. accumulated and it like the key, I didn't have the attention span and things like that for that I needed to be doing doing stuff hence why like in rugby I play scrum half it's like I've not got my hands on the ball all the time I get bored and but, like switch off um, I can't, can't be dealing with it but he'd like like <laughs> he'd like if the game didn't go his way he'd be getting up and like kicking lumps out of the sofa and uh, <laughs> like the, the washing basket and that in his room because the game that's what, was... what Jonesy does doesn't he in real life like he's uh, <laughs> mate, kicking that, the subs bench and stuff <laughs> mate, that was like the highlight of my year playing under Jones was like just watching him have a meltdown at stuff and little things so like that game we played away at Northwich and you got Simbin. The ref was awful, by the way. And Jones was like, well, with his rights. But I can't remember if he, get, he gave away a penalty. I can't remember whether I uh, said something to the ref afterwards. Anyway, he got like yellow carded. And I was just stood behind him, just like shoulders going, like laughing and like biting my lip, trying not to visibly laugh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing on like rugby. It's hard. I always found it hard to sort of control emotions. And it's, and it's worse standing on the side. At least when you're playing, you can impact it. You can actually do. You can actually do something. You know, you think like yeah. carry the ball or, or make a tackle or whatever. When you just stood there, just looking at fifteen lads, and you're going, "Oh, just please stop doing that or do that a little bit more or whatever it might be." <laughs> probably one for another day, but it probably like round it off a bit today with kind of like the kids growing up and getting them into because I think like we all have the. I guess the approach of part of the reasons we train and everything that's so much now, other than the health benefits and things like that for, for us is for our kids to grow up in a house where they see exercise as something that you do all the time and going to the gym as I guess part of being a health, being healthy and not like to get a six pack or to lose weight before you go on holiday or, or, or whatever. So 
how are you going to be, Jones, if like Fred gets into playing rugby? How are you going to control yourself on the sidelines watching him? Uh, well, like- joking, I've, I've said this to Kate that I, when I was working um, in Stales Academy in the, in the younger age groups there, I remember um, she had talented, talented lads, but just hating being there, hating being on that pitch because the dad was on the sideline bawling and shouting and just making it really uncomfortable and like pulling to the side every five minutes. To the, I just like saw these like really talented lads just hating life. I always say to myself, I'll never, I'll never be that dad. I'll, yeah. you know, I'll let him do what, do what he wants and, and everything out on the pitch. And then if he plays rugby, that is. And then if, uh, if he needs a bit of coaching afterwards, then we'll, we'll address it then. But, no, <laughs> it comes over to chuck it. <laughs> well, I'll sit. I've videoed the game for you. If you want to sit down, I've uh, I've, I've clipped it all up. But no, it, it's no. I've always said I can't. I couldn't be that person. Could not be that dad. It's them two questions, isn't it? Did you enjoy yourself today? Yes. Did you try your best? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll. Uh... I think we'll leave it there for today because we've gone uh, comfortably in depth on uh, yeah. our thoughts on social media, stuff we do, and then round it off with how we're going to try and keep our kids playing sport and things. Uh, <laughs> and if we at least take like exercising and that in uh, in the future, and that. So uh, I think we can round that one up there. Sound covered everything, you reckon? Yeah. 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 Oh, ne- nearly frozen again. Is he going to go here? No, he's either thinking really hard or he's frozen. <laughs> I couldn't tell then. <laughs> anyway, well, he's uh, either frozen or... Oh, no, he's back. I'm back. <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much, boys. We will uh, round it up there. Thank you, everyone who's rated and left reviews and things on the podcast so far. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed some of the guests. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be out to what the guests have been already, but we've got a few more excited ones um, coming up. One next week that, um, well, that we're recording next week that we're not sure where it's going to go. It could be uh, wild or it could be going in the, uh, spending a lot of time going on the cutting room floor and things like that. But <laughs> it'd, be, uh, it'd be fun and games for us anyway. Um, so yeah, hopefully like, please keep sharing it with your mates, subscribing to it, you know, leaving us feedback if you've been enjoying it and everything. And um, as always, we always post our, like the links to, I guess, our Instagram and things like that. So feel free if there is stuff that you want to hear us talk about, if there's topics you think would be good for us, or you just want to have a, chat with us about anything we've gone over in any of the podcasts, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, like Joan said before, that's why we're here. We're here to help. And as well as us be able to get a bit of stuff out of our heads on, uh, on a zoom call every week. So <laughs> cheers boys. We'll be back next time. <laughs>